how did you kind of like go by publishing your first NFT? What did that look like? Well, what's funny is I didn't know anything about it. So it took me like a month or two of being on catalog and still not uploading it. And Brett once every once in a while would be like, hey, bro, I think you got to upload a song here. Hey, bro, checking in. And eventually I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to do it. And I just uploaded a song called West Side that I put out last year. One of three independent songs I put out last year. Um, it's a good trick, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> a little mute on the side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I put out, I put out West Side and then Brett bought it. And then I put out a song called Sophie and then, um, Cooper got it, mm. but then Brett got it last second. Oh, but then Cooper came back and got it. Oof. It was a little bidding war on that. Oof. It was nice to be a part of. Shout out to them. And then I, then I sold a song called Long Distance too. But the cool thing is like Long Distance was four years old, three years old and I was able to to make more money off of that one NFT sale than the entire existence of the streaming on that. How much song. did it sell for? One point three ETH. Wow. And that was at the time like where ETH was like four K. Wow. Or like three eight. Solid. So that was that was like a what a way to get involved. Not only because it's just like people are really appreciating like the art part of the the music that I make, but also just like we're so conditioned to think we shouldn't be making money off our music. Like, what do you mean? We're only supposed to be making 0. 0.002 streams per or dollars per stream. Whatever. Right. So it's like, it's a little like jarring when you're like, Oh wait, I'm supposed to be making money off of my art or like I, it's deserving. And we're kind of conditioned with the way the music industry is to not think that at all. You, you know, know, what's cool about your story, dude is from what I understood behind the scenes, you were signed to Republic too. Right. Right. When did you get signed? That was like early 2018. Like, or maybe late 2017. And that lasted for two years. It was a JV under Republic though. Okay. Um, with people that I previously knew. So it was a good situation, but it just really wasn't for me. Like, I feel like I am an independent artist. Why wasn't when it I was for on you? A label. I mean, it's just like, I'm you, when you're on a label like that, they have Drake, they have Ariana, they have Post Malone. They're the number one label in the world, but they're the number one label in the world because of like five artists. They have the five biggest artists ever, whatever, or currently. So if you're like coming up and shit, like it's hard to get the attention that you deserve or want. What was it like going through a record, a record deal like that? I mean, getting signed. One of my favorite photos ever is a film photo I took of my parents looking at me right after I signed. And really? They're just the smiles on their face. But it it was just very surreal. I mean, I went to we me and my friends flew to New York. We had a showcase, which was awesome and hilarious at the same time at Republic offices with the label. You know, my songs playing through the hallways the whole day. Photos of me on every TV is almost like whoa. This is my onboarding to the yeah this cult yeah <laughs> cult. No, but it was it was it was really cool. It was an amazing experience. I don't regret it at all. So. Being a traditional music artist, okay, now releasing music in quote-unquote Web3, whatever the hell that means, but using crypto as a way to kind of build an audience to make money, what has been the experience like? And what are some of the takeaways that you'd kind of like, when you look back, you look at your time being signed to now being independent and trying to publish music uh, and use NFTs, crypto primitives as a way to monetize yourself, build an audience, etc., what are some of like the major differences, major challenges that you kind of see kind of reflecting back on that time and how it compares to what you're doing now? Right. Um, I don't I don't even see it as a challenge in a sense. I see it more of like as an opportunity. I mean, I think that like I've had friends be like, 
don't put all your focus on web three and nft shit because you still have web two and spotify and all that but it's all goes hand in hand like if i do anything in like web three world i'm putting up quotes web three world it helps web two you know if i sell an nft then people are talking about a song and then that helps the streams if a song goes crazy on spotify then that's going to help the value of the nft you know i just yeah. it's i guess like what the scary part of it would be like we were just talking about discord we were just talking about there's a lot of new things that you have to dive into and research and connect with you got to spend a lot of time just researching and meeting people that are in this world or else it you don't really matter yeah. you know you got to be active where do you see a record label's role in crypto and web3 well i mean record labels are just banks at the end of the day but what other value do they provide beyond just money i mean they they provide value in a sense of like connections like okay. you know connections to spotify playlists they provide like connections to maybe you need the best director or like the best producer like they could get in touch with that but it all it just costs money so you're we're seeing a lot of people switch from the record label world to web3 world you know these people that are a part of these music platforms and nft space a lot of them have a background in in labels management so it's more just like connections and money which is possible to do if you have you know 500 eth shit do you have 500 eth almost almost like 499 i made i made some eth from selling some songs but then like i got addicted to buying nfts oh so then i spent it all what do you collect should i open my open right now i remember everything okay i'm involved in fluff world you know about fluff world i do we're going to their south by southwest delphi is pushing that one hard yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah. And a lot of cool people involved. I met the, the the founder of it at one of their events. They're like a music community, right? Yeah, it's music related. Um, What's another one I got? Hearts Club I got. And then I got a, a few more that... I probably got like 30 collected. But those are the main ones. So how do you choose what to buy and what not to buy? Like what's your thought process around collecting? Honestly, I just like trust certain people. So you, you watch wallets, you watch what other people do? Just like friends that I have that are really involved. Like if they really are heavy into something, I'm like, all right, I kind of want to get involved with that. It doesn't seem like like it, it will be pretty bad. Also, Chill Pill. I heard, I've seen Chill Pill. Yeah. I got to get Chill Pill on. So I have some of those, but also I'm friends with them. They're they're putting on the event at South by Southwest. So they gave us the opportunity to, to go there. Um, but they had record plant in LA rented out for a month and then he made an album. His name's Sydney. He's chill pill, but now the whole community's chill pill. Mm. Um, but a lot of cool artists came through there and I've never had sessions with 40 people. Like yeah. he threw parties at record plant and then we just end up making a song and I'm recording in front of 40 people. Yeah. That's nothing. I've never done anything like that. It was a pretty wild experience. Yeah. 